Welcome to Life and Leggings. I'm your host, Janet Whitson. I am so excited that you have decided to join me. I am here because, let's face it, mom life is hard. And trying to add in being healthy and fit on top of that is just not easy. I know this is a huge struggle in my life. And so I know there are other moms out there that are in the same place as I am. So I wanted to create this podcast as a tool to encourage you, to uplift you, and also to give you some practical tips to help you in your motherhood journey, as well as your fitness journey, and just helping you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. So go grab that cold coffee, stick it in the microwave, and let's have a chat. Hi, and welcome to episode two of Life and Leggings. In the last episode, I gave you an overview of my fitness journey, um, kind of from my childhood up until now, just sort of as a background to give you some perspective of where I've come from and sort of the struggles that I've had in my life. But this week, I wanted to dive into some more specifics about the last three years and where I'm heading in the future. So I want you guys to stay tuned because at the end of this podcast, I'm going to talk about some ways that... You can interact with me. I don't want this podcast to be all about me. I want to be able to use my experiences and struggles to help you, but I also want to be able to learn from you too. So stay tuned to find out more. So as I talked about last week, my life has been a whole lot of ups and downs when it comes to my health and fitness journey. There's been times where I've been super consistent and super on track and times where I have not been at all. And oftentimes I find it comes down to priorities and just not making myself and my health a priority. And that's the times when I fall off the wagon for many different reasons. And we'll get to those in another episode. But today I wanted to talk a little bit more in specific about, uh, like I said, the past three years. Because in April of 2017, that's when I was in one of those down moments in my life, one of the um, almost rock bottom points where I was not taking care of myself and I was tired all the time and feeling really frustrated and not happy with not being able to do the activities with my kids that I wanted to be able to do. And so um, I realized that not getting any younger So I decided that I was going to make it my goal to, by my 40th birthday, to be in the best shape of my life. So my 40th birthday was October 15th, 2019. So in April 2017, I figured that was a super attainable um, amount of time to achieve that goal. So I signed up for another half marathon. I had run one previously about three years before, um, I think four years actually, and had had success with um, training and really enjoyed that. So I figured this would be a good way to get me motivated and get my butt back in gear. And I also joined a gym because I didn't want it to be just about uh, the training schedule, but also about getting stronger as well. So I was actually very consistent. I um, was at the gym probably two, three, maybe sometimes four times a week. I followed a training plan for the half marathon. And in October 2017, I ran my second half marathon. And 
it was not an easy one for me because actually a few weeks before the half marathon, I started having some major issues with my left knee. And so I had had previous achiness in my knee, but nothing like this had been. And it was especially on hills. So I kind of scaled back my training for the last few weeks before the half marathon, thinking it was just overtraining um, and decided to run it anyways. So on race day, I was doing great for the first five, six miles or so. And the Detroit Free Press Half Marathon, you actually start in downtown Detroit, Michigan, and then you run across the Ambassador Bridge into Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and then you run back over into Michigan through the tunnel. So the first while, the bridge, the whole downtown Windsor, I was feeling great, doing great. My knee was awesome. And then I got to the tunnel and to the part where I had to ascend out of the tunnel. And it was, it felt like, and I remember this pain so clearly, I felt like I was someone was taking a knife and just jabbing it into the side of my knee, my left knee. Um, And I was so discouraged because I had trained so hard. I had worked so hard both on my um, running and also in the gym. And just, I was in so much pain. So my husband had also actually been running this with me. Um, We weren't running together because we ran different paces. And so I texted him, actually, I think I called him um, with tears running down my face, just like totally discouraged and upset. And um, he told me, you know, you can stop. I, you know, no one's gonna be mad at you if you don't finish. But I told him I'm finishing this thing, whether I walk the whole thing. (laughs) So I managed to do a combination of walk running for the rest of it. There were a lot of tears shed for those last miles um, for the whole U.S. side of the remainder of the half marathon. And I finished it and it was about, um, I don't remember exactly, but it was not as fast as the first time I had run, which was so discouraging for me as well because I feel like I was so much more prepared for it this time. Um So I took several weeks, probably a month off of running, thinking it was just from overtraining, um, and then tried easing back into running and was running into the same pain. So I decided to go see a doctor and I got referred to um, an osteosurgeon and had x-rays done and discovered that I have osteoarthritis in my left knee and it also was beginning to show up in my right, even though I wasn't having the symptoms. And he told me that um, there really wasn't any surgery to do at this point. There was some shots that they could give that some work for some people and not for others. Um, It hasn't been proven that it's actually effective. They think it might just be a placebo. Um, but surgery was not something that could fix it. And that probably by the time I'm in my fifties or sixties, I will need surgery, but just not now, um, told me that movement is the best thing for it and to just modify and stay active. So for me, this was just not something I wanted to hear. And I decided to get a second opinion. So I went to another surgeon and he told me the exact same thing. Um, but he prescribed physio. So I tried physio for a couple of months and, um, did not have much success with it. Um, the guy I was working with was focused more on my knees themselves. He thought it was an IT band issue and worked with that a bit. Um, gave me some exercises to do, but didn't have much success. And so he kind of washed his hands of me and said, sorry, can't help you. 
So I was quite discouraged and did not want to let this derail um, the fitness and health gains that I had made over the last past year. So I started looking for other ways to stay active that were less um, intensive on my knees. And I had stumbled across, and I'm not even sure how, but there was this BBG program. um, And there was a PDF that I was following. And then I discovered there was this app where you could actually follow it through the app as well. So I started it and I liked it. Um, but I was still finding it fairly intensive on my knees because there was a lot of jumping um, in a lot of the exercises. So I had tried the app and it was a seven day or I think it was more than that trial period. And when I started using the app, I realized there was other programs, not just this BBG. And I came across this one called the Power Program or the PWR by Kelsey Wells. So I figured, oh, it was a weight-based thing. It didn't look to have as much um, high-impact jumping movements in it, so I figured I'd give it a try. And within two or three workouts with it, I was hooked. I loved it. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, It made me feel strong. It made me feel empowered. Um, But the thing I love about the Sweat app is that you basically show up at the gym and press play. And it tells you what workouts to do. It gives you timers. It tells you how many sets. It um, even has little videos and pictures that show you exactly how to do all the exercises. So I didn't have to do any pre-planning. I could just show up and pick leg day and do it. And it was set up into weeks and you had a certain number of um, weight training and a certain number of, um, it focuses on low intensity, um, steady state training instead of like full on cardio. So you had those sessions to do as well. And I loved it. So I, it's set up into 12 week programs. And so I did 1.0, which was 12 weeks. And then I did the 2.0, which was another 12 weeks. And then I repeated the 2.0 again. And through that whole time, I was having amazing success and weight gains and fitness um, gains and was loving my active, healthy lifestyle. Also in March, 2018, which is around the same time I found the power program, Um, My husband had heard that the keto diet was something that could help with brain and um, mind function, and it was something that he wanted for himself, so he wanted to start it and asked me if I would do it with him. So I decided I would support him in his his quest, so I started keto, and um, funny thing is, about two weeks into it, his hockey team had um, a party, and he kind of went off track. And then never went back on. So although I initially started keto for him, he only did it for about two, three weeks and then stopped. But um, I continued to do it all the way through the summer, um, but really struggled with it. I found that there were side effects from it that just did not work for me. For example, I struggled with constipation in a major way. I know that's TMI, but it was really an awful struggle. I had... um, emotional ups and downs, both from, I think, that my hormones were not very well regulated and also with the restrictive nature of it. And when I find when I'm heavily restricting my diet, um, my emotions get way out of whack. And so it was not a healthy um, diet for me. And so, but I hate quitting things. (laughs) I'm one of those people that when I decide I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I struggled with being often on the keto diet from 
um, March when I started it and I lost 25 pounds on it. Um, but then from, I would say June to December, I would gain and lose the same five to 10, sometimes even 15 pounds. So I would, you know, be strict and lose it and then be not strict and (laughs) gain it all back. And so it was this big yo-yo. So finally I decided in January of 2019 that I was just, it was enough for me and I needed to find something else that would work. And so at this time too, I was really missing running and decided I would give physio another try with another physiotherapist. So I found one that had been referred. Um, actually, my son was going to her for um, some issues he was having and I figured I would give it a try as well. And she was amazing, Charlotte Loring at Loring Physiotherapy. And she helped me focus on strengthening my glutes and my core and creating the strong base that would give the structure and support that my knees needed. And um, so I worked there for several months and by May I started running again. So I had signed up. I'd actually deferred my um, half marathon registration that I had done for 2018 to 2019. So I started training for that and following my running program and sticking to it. But um, after quitting keto, I really, really struggled with finding um, a program for eating or a plan or, uh, I mean, just a diet. I mean, diet just means the food that you eat um, that I could follow that I felt um, strong and fueled my body and yet not too restrictive. And so um, I tend to be an emotional eater and I eat, overeat when I'm stressed, um, any excuse, any sadness, I tend to overeat and all the wrong things. And so for all I would say of 2019, my biggest battle was with staying consistent, um, sticking to healthy eating. I also struggled with um, my finding a program aside from my weight training that I would follow. So I had tried in the beginning of 2019 in January to switch up my programs because um, I was still using the sled app and it was there was a 12-week challenge and I decided to try something new and I tried the Fierce program and it just did not give me, um, it was not as good of a fit for me as the power program. So I struggled with consistency with that. And then after that, like for the whole year, I just really, really struggled. And in the summer, there was um, a local woman that had an online program that came along with a nutrition program as well that I decided I'd try and to support local and also try something new. And I struggled with it as well, both the nutrition and the, the, um, the fitness program. And so I feel like as well as I got closer and closer to my birthday in October and feeling like I was not where I wanted to be or I had envisioned for my 40th birthday, um, I found I had less motivation. You would think that that would give me more motivation to work harder, but it kind of led me the opposite way. Um, But I stayed true to my running and to training for the half marathon, so I ran it. And like I said in my last episode, I ended up spraining my ankle in the first mile and managed to finish the race and actually ran 10 minutes faster than my best time. Um, But the ankle sprain became an issue. And so I ended up in a boot for six weeks. I didn't go see a doctor until three weeks after the race. And then he put me in a boot for six weeks, which took me all the way to Christmas. Um, And then I've been to physio to get it rehabbed. But for that whole time, um, I think, and even 
I'm still struggling with it. Um, it was almost a mini depression feeling, um, just so limited by the boot. And I just became so hyper-focused on my limitations and not on what I actually could do. And although it was a time where I could have focused on getting my eating right, I didn't. I went the absolute opposite way. So now here I am. It is February 16th, I believe, 2020. I have major goals for this year. And one of them is I would really love to be able to run a full marathon this year. I don't know if it'll be Detroit or if I'll find something else, but I'm hoping for a fall full marathon. But before I do that, um, I really, my number one priority is to get control over um, my eating habits and finding something that works that is not restrictive yet fuels my body um, instead of feeding my emotions. So this is not something that is easy. I know there are so many women that struggle with this, but um, I don't have all the answers and I look back over the past three years and sometimes I look at it and I think oh I'm a total failure but I know I'm not because there is one thing that I have learned over these past three years and something that I'm continuing to work on and continuing to grow with is that I do not give up I have like I said I have gained and lost and gained and lost those pounds I could have just fallen off and just gained 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 but I fall down and I get back up again. And I think that is the key. And it's the key of learning to not expect perfection and not get derailed when we make mistakes or fall off. It's learning to get back up and it's decreasing those periods of falling off the wagon, making them shorter and shorter so that when I do fail, I get right back up and it's not days, weeks, months before I'm back on the wagon. It's moments and learning to not dwell on my failures, but work towards um, what's to come in the future. Not my past, but my future. So I'm going to end this podcast today with a quote, but before I do that, I'm going to encourage you to head over to Instagram and check out my profile. It is fit and fab by 40. I'll leave that link in the description of this podcast so you can find it easier, but I want you to find the quote that I'm going to leave you with, and I'd like for you to comment on it and share with me from your own life. What are some failures and successes that you've had? Share with me your programs, your plans that you follow and tips for success that you've had. I'd love to be able to make this a community, not just me talking into a microphone, maybe talking to nobody, but I'd love for us to be able to interact together, to learn and to grow together as a community. So like I said, head over to my Instagram account, fit and fab by 40 and find this quote. So it is by Winston Churchill. And he says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So I just encourage you ladies, follow this quote. Remember that your failures are not going to kill you. They are what make you stronger. It's when you get back up and you continue that you'll find that success. And that success is always going to be something new and something bigger and something better. So just keep on keeping on. 
Um, No matter how many times you fall, just continue. So have a great day and I look forward to reading all your messages and talking with you again soon.